Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, it's an, another, another podcast with my buddy, Daryl. But you, you know, the Selling from the Heart, I'm getting, I'm getting massively excited. Every day that goes by, I just can't wait. I get, I'm getting countless messages. I got to pinch and poke myself going, is this really real? That my first book's coming to the market and, and I just can't wait. I mean, it's just... Well, I got to say it's, it's selling from the heart community has been good to me. It has. And and it, it is so um, amazing um, to see this uprising of, of people who are saying, yes, I want this. This is who I am. Genuine, authentic, hard work, passionate um, about uh, the profession and about, uh, about serving clients. And I love, I love the friends that we're making Larry. And I love the folks that listen to this every week. If you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Welcome. And uh, for all of our friends, welcome back. And uh, last week, we talked about quota crushing ideas as we head into the second half. And I hope everybody, um, if you haven't listened to that episode, I almost encourage you to just hit pause right now and go back to this the last episode. And for those of you who did listen and take action, uh, we challenged ourselves to recalibrate around our goals, to reconnect with our clients. And uh, what was the third R, Larry? Recharge. Recharge. There we go. Recharge recharge our sales funnels. (laughs) That's right. And uh, a lot of great ideas around that. And Larry, I love the way you expounded on that last week in your blog as well. And and I I am so excited because I know that as we head into the second half of this year, uh, we've got a a group of folks who are totally going to crush it. And uh, and we want to keep you fired up. We want to keep you encouraged. We want to keep you passionate around all of it. So yes. today, as, as we uh, kind of think into the second half, we want to address a topic that I don't know that we've ever talked about on the podcast before, at least directly and head on, but that is how do you overcome discouragement? And in the, in the line of work that we're in, um, let's just be real, Larry, discouragement is something that is a constant temptation and, and something that can be a constant companion if we don't have a strategy to overcome it. Oh, so now, so now you're encouraging me to think about discouragement. So that, that's kind of, I mean, yeah, oh, wow. That, that hits home because I can remember, and it took me a long time to get over this, Daryl, but I can remember early on in my sales career, and I even and I even uh, I wrote about it in Selling from the Heart as well in one of the chapters. Is I would literally take things personal mm-hmm. to the point where you know I would have trouble sleeping and I'd worry about it all the time and I'd freak out over it. Oh, I lost a deal. Well, why did I really lose a deal? It was, it was probably whatever the reasons are, right? right or yeah. a client was upset at me. Okay, well, I must have did something wrong, right? And, and I, I think it's okay for us to take ownership. Right. But there's a difference between getting discouraged and taking ownership. And I, you know, and, and I, that, that's, a, that's a tough one to, to walk that line on. But it was, boy, 
you know, that discouragement really beat me up and slapped me across the face to where, you know, I had to learn to overcome it. Wow. That, I mean, I think you just nailed it right there. It's that difference between taking ownership and like taking it on as an identity. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, there is certainly, you know, we hit a, a discouraging situation and, and, you know, let's, let's just think of a, a common scenario. Maybe it's a deal that you've been working on um, for a long time. And maybe it's a client you've wanted to get for a long time and, and you just flat out, you know, lose the deal to the, to a competitor. Um, and, and so there is, I mean, there is just a massive temptation in that moment to grab that discouragement and run with it and have your own pity party. And, uh, we all know, I mean, in the, in the moment right now, and with clear mind, we all know that stuff is poison. It'll kill us, um, in terms of our, our future results. But, you know, the flip side is if we can figure out how to, um, set ourselves up in advance so that when we do encounter discouraging situations, discouraging events, um, if we can set ourselves up in advance, we have a much greater chance of not getting sucked under by that well, stuff. No, and, and, and it's true. And, and I'll, I'll throw something out there. And I mean, you know, the ungodly hour I get up in the morning and but mm-hmm. that, but that's, that's me, you know, that, that's me. That's how my brain works and things like that. But you know, I get up at three 30 in the morning. I responded to someone's blog post last week when they figured out, you know what, I'm going to get up two hours earlier than I normally do. So this person was getting up at seven. Now they got up at five in the morning. They were amazed how much more they can accomplish. Their brain was fresh. Right. So h- how does this really help maybe someone who's getting discouraged is try waking up a little bit earlier and use the first 30 to 45 minutes just yeah. to self-reflect, you know, assess, recharge where you're at, why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care if that's going to the gym and you clank weights or you do some extra cardio or you do some yoga or you do some mental exercises. I think really keeping your brain fresh because let's just face it. I mean, we just get the snot beat out of us as salespeople. Anyway, I don't care what sales channel you're in or what vertical and it's just the nature of what we do. Yeah. But, but when your mind's not clear and your mind's not foggy, it starts playing tricks on you. So, you know, one way to overcome this is I encourage our listeners, spend that first 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and it might be tough. Just sit down, you know, find a nice quiet place in your house or your apartment or your condo or wherever y'all are living, and just sit there and just self-reflect and just think about what are the things that I need to do to improve, or what did I do this past week that I can improve on? Yeah, I think that's and, 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 and move from there. But, you know, the big thing is, is, boy, we can we can allow our mental. I mean, Lord knows I've, I've beat myself up over the head with the mental hammer time and time again and just got discouraged. And, you know, sometimes I still do. Well, absolutely. And, and there's got to be we've got to find a strategy to pull ourselves out of that. And I think what you bring up in terms of the way you start your day is is really critical on that, because. I mean, let's, if, if you, if we develop that habit, worst case scenario, you may get sucked under at two in the afternoon, but if you've got a habit every morning where you're going to get up and reconnect um, with your goals, where you're going to reconnect with your purpose and your plan, then you've got, you at least have a reset point, right? Because the danger is that you go two days, then three days, then a week, then a month, you know, and then, then, you know, you look up and you go, wow this setback is really setting me back. It's costing me a lot of money. Uh, One of the things I do personally, and this is kind of along that line, it's been really, really helpful is every morning as I plan out my day before I, before I actually plan out my calendar, 
um, I try to reconnect with um, not only my values. I literally, I've got a, as you know, Larry, I've got values, and of course, they all I've start with the same. I've, I've, same I've, seen, I've seen your little. I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. No, but I, I literally write one of those down every day. I reflect on it. Um, you know, it, I'll write a sentence out even. I and it, to me, it's important. I actually, literally write this stuff out. And then the, the second thing uh, habit I picked up along the way that's been extremely helpful to me is to write down three things that I'm grateful for. And, and I'll tell you what, gratitude does an incredible, um, incredible, it's an incredible antidote to discouragement. When you could, at least at the beginning of every day, remember that and actually write these down in my planner so I'm able to uh, reflect on them and see them throughout the day. And it becomes a touch point um, if I encounter something discouraging to go back to that list of things I'm grateful for, go back to my values um, and maybe another habit I have inside that is I'll write an inspirational quote that I can carry with me throughout the day. Because, look, there's very few other professions that uh, that deal with the amount of discouragement that can be heaped on a salesperson. And we don't talk about it very much because I think we're all very positive people. And quite frankly, I don't think we want to admit that uh, discouragement is a uh, regular companion. Yeah. Um, but the reality is it is. Yeah. And, and, and here's the deal. I think the other thing, uh, starting your day well is a fantastic idea. Exercise is a fantastic idea because when you're discouraged, you got to metabolize that. I mean, those emotions have to be metabolized and they're either going to turn into, uh, not to, not that I'm a medical doctor or anything like that. They're going to turn into stress hormones. They're going to destroy your body or you can work those out at the gym. So, but the other, the other is, um, I think we've got to reconnect, uh, with our goals and, and in particular, this is where I think last week we talked about setting our goals for the year. And so we're going to set an income goal and then we're going to set, you know, activity goals around that. We know if we're going to hit this much income, what our average sale is, what our average win rate is. And, and if we'll, if you'll actually drill your goals all the way down to activity, and you look at that, you realize that built into your goal achievement for the rest of this year is an incredible amount of failure. I mean, it's like baseball, right? I mean, you know, to, to just take that analogy of, a, um, you know, an incredible batting average would be 300. Now, not, I'm not talking about a Dodgers batting average. I'm talking about a good batting average. No, hey, Dave, don't, don't go, dude, don't go there. Don't start <laughs> slamming my Dodgers because if you start slamming my Dodgers, I'm going to go Razorback crazy on you. <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, if you look at baseball, I just had to have a fun little dig on the, <laughs> on the team. But if you look at, uh, at baseball as a great example, I mean, they've got, you know, a good player has a 70% failure rate built in. So, you know, it's when, when they, when they strike out, um, now granted, if you had a hundred percent failure rate, you're in trouble, but you know, striking out is part of the game. Uh, the important thing is we get a lot of at bats and, and the important thing is to make sure when we strike out, um, in a deal and we get discouraged that we don't stop going up to the plate and taking swings. And so I think part of, part of this whole overcoming discouragement is literally to look all the way back into your sales plan and realize that failure is built into that plan. Now, the, the flip side of that too is, um, you know, if, if you've got all your eggs in one basket, if you've got all your hopes on one deal and you failed to prospect, as our good friend Jeb Blunt says, number one reason, right, is failure to prospect. 
Um, if you haven't done that, then you're setting yourself up for massive disappointment and failure and discouragement if you don't plan to prospect and plan to fill your funnel, right? Well, no, ab- absolutely. And, and I, was on, uh, I was on a podcast this morning and we were talking about that. And, and I said, you know, I brought the whole relationship funnel in and, and this might be even a good time to talk about it since you just talked yeah. about the sales funnel. Right. Is, you know, let's reconnect with our, let's reconnect with that sales funnel because in order to have that healthy sales funnel, we have to have a healthy relationship funnel. And in order to do that, maybe, maybe go back and you and I were even speaking about this is maybe go back and start reconnecting with our clients and mm-hmm. validate our client relationships because you know, that's that old, that's that old saying. And I remember this goes back to um, my earlier days, cold calling. One of the first sales managers I said is, you know, you're going to get a lot of rejection when you're out there cold calling. Right. And right, back right. then, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, now I'm dating myself, you know, you get business cards, you write on the back of the business cards, but something tells me it's still happening today. <laughs> but nevertheless is, you know, they said at the end, you know, at the end of you cold calling, Go to a current client just to say hello, right? Yes. Because it it, it, it it refreshes your, you know, it refreshes your mind. It gets you going because, you know, you're going to hear a lot of no's. And you're going to get a lot of rejection, even when you're out there prospecting and pulling doors. So why not after a while, just go back to your current clients and start getting reacquainted and reconnected with your current clients and validating a few things. I think you're spot on there because, you know, we, we have to deal with a lot of unfriendly situations in sales. The rejection um, ratio is really tough. Um, and quite frankly, that's why most people don't have the courage to be a sales professional. You can't handle the rejection. So we've got to have strategies. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. One of the best strategies is to go spend some time every day with friendly territory. Because when you reconnect with your clients, I mean, we've talked about all the benefits of that, right? We um, discover their true motivations for buying. We uh, discover opportunities for referrals. Um, there's, there are so many benefits to go back and reconnect your clients. But I think one of the, the most overlooked benefits of, of reconnecting with your clients on a regular basis is the uh, recharge that you need. I mean, we got, you know, if you're a selling from the heart professional, you're in your job to make an income, but you're also in your job to make a difference. And so when you go back to your current client base, you're actually able to see how you made a difference. And hopefully some of that positive uh, helps balance out at least some of the negative, right? Right. Yeah. And you, you just triggered this because when I heard the word difference, it, it's, it's one of the questions that, that I challenge the sales teams that I work with to go back and ask their clients is what's the difference I've made to your business. Yes. And you, you know, and, and just stop and listen because we sometimes think we know what's going on. We sometimes think we know the difference that we made, but to me that selling from the heart professional, you know, where's their heart on their sleeves and they're going to go back in and say, you know, Hey, Daryl, I, I've just absolutely enjoyed the amount of time that I've, that you've allowed me to work with you, you know, yeah. can you just really share with me in a sentence or two? What's the difference I've made to your business? What's it really mean to you? Yes. You know, I'm telling you that's digging in deep, but I mean, you got to be vulnerable and sometimes that's just tough, but you will really get to know people in a different way. And it will, it will flat. I can flat guarantee you it'll recharge your batteries because you'll start getting excited about it. And then guess what? 
Now you can take those moments mm-hmm. and turn those into prospecting conversations. Take those snippets, throw it out on social, right? Throw those out in an email, right? Hey, you know, if I was trying to do business with somebody, just thought, just thought I'd let you know, here, here's three things that my customers just had to say about me. I just thought I'd pass it along. Look forward to having a conversation with you. Okay. I got another thing to add to the list. I think. What do you think about that? Yeah. Spot on, spot on. And, and that's where we've got to go back to friendly territory. And uh, we've have to remember, right? I mean, uh, discouragement tries to get us to forget. Discouragement's end result is we forget why we're doing what we're doing. We forget, uh, you know, it, it just, try, it, it overwhelms. I think another strategy to deal with discouragement, and I, I think you're absolutely going to love this one, Larry, is getting involved in a nonprofit and doing something for somebody else in the community. Uh, there is something so, uh, I mean, there's so many benefits to, to that. We've talked about that on throughout the, the podcast. Obviously you're going to make connections. Obviously you're going to be present in the community, but there's something so restorative and healing about going out and helping someone less fortunate and, and getting some perspective on yeah life in general. Um, yeah, and I, I think that is a huge thing that, that we can do as sales professionals to help overcome discouragement. Cause it is, I mean, you get in your own little pity party, right? Discouragement is you shut the, the virtual door on your, your heart and you're in there and everything is dark clouds and all of that, but you get out in the community, um, you know, where, however you want to get involved, you know, whether it's community organization, whether it's, um, getting involved with your church or getting involved wherever it is, maybe it's Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever, getting out there and seeing that, um, that there's some perspective around that. And also getting the feel good of, of going out and doing something, giving some time, maybe even giving some money. Or giving a rip. But or giving yeah, a I, rip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that one in there. Thanks, Larry. No, but, but I, I, I totally agree because, you know, I look back on, and, you know, I'm heavily involved in the community where I live and, mm-hmm. and, and I love giving back. And I didn't really even think about the art of giving back until about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what it's meant to me is I've met some of the coolest people. I've met some of the most genuine people. If, if you looked at the closest circle of my friends in the community I live. Yes they all share a common theme, the art of giving back. Now, granted, they're all in my, they're all in my Thousand Oaks Kiwanis, you know, circle, but that's okay. But, you know, if you look at it, and I think I heard this the other day is you're the sum of your five closest friends, right? You're the sum of your five closest people in your inner circle because there's so much commonality there Mm -hmm. that, you know, that feel good, you know, and, and I deliver meals on wheels, you know, once a month. Yeah. And to me, if I ever want to get my battery recharged, nothing like spending a Saturday for an hour and a half delivering meals to the less fortunate who can't get out of their house. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, to me, that's just that recharges your battery and goes, OK, now I know what I'm working towards. Well, let's let's add another thing to the list. And I think another another important thing is for everybody to have a confidant and a peer. You know, maybe it's someone in your office, maybe it's someone else. Um, that's, that's in sales that, um, you know, maybe, maybe they don't work with you, but you've got somebody that is kind of your confidant that you can connect with and, and just have that space to be able to go, dude, I just got slaughtered yesterday and I am slammed. I need some help, you know, and, and having those relationships, I think is really critical for success. 
Cause that can yeah, but, you out. No. And, and I absolutely agree. And, and I love the word that you use the pity party, but, yeah. you know, but we got to be careful with that as salespeople. We really have to be careful with it because misery loves company. Oh yeah. And pity parties can just turn into where now you, now you're bringing other people into your pity party and now you're all talking misery. And before you know it, the cancer of misery starts spreading and you got three or four people just parading around, throwing streamers and horns in the pity party. Hey, look, you know, and this happens in bullpens. Look, I know it during does. flu season, I get it. I've been flu there. Season, right? During flu season, we're like purelling our hands because we don't <laughs> want the flu. Well, I'll tell you something that's worse than a flu to this to a sales team is negativity, right? And you get in a bullpen and you know, you can't really control your your peers. So you can certainly be a positive influence in the office, but man, when you walk into that bullpen and the average sales reps are in there complaining about, you know, you know what, list of everything to complain about, um, you've got a decision to make. Am I going to, am I going to participate in that? Or am I going to put the, you know, the uh, virtual Purell on and go, no way, I'm not, I'm not going there. Um, And I think that one's really, really important because you can get sucked down um, inside your own sales team. And, and uh, if you know what, I don't think anyone on this podcast is that person in the sales team. Um, and if you're a leader and you've got someone like that, who's bringing negativity in your sales team, let me tell you something, you got to get rid of them. I mean, that, that stuff is, is poison and cancer and you've got to avoid it. Uh, and that's why I think we need, we need peers. We need friends. You know, you can't always uh, confide in your buddies in the office. Um, because you know that that maybe it's a toxic environment. Well, go find go find your own environment. Make your own environment. Go reach out um, to a friend, to a neighbor, you know, to someone else um, that you met while you were serving in the community. There there are plenty of people out there that are in a similar situation to you, and it's good to, to establish a cadence to get together for lunch once a week or to uh, go play golf every couple of weeks or whatever it is, so you have somebody that can become a sounding board for you. Boy, that's so good. Oh, um, sm- hey, Daryl, I smell a blog post coming on. Let's see, I, I knew that was going to happen, Larry. I'm going to add one more thing to keeping you fired up as a sales rep. And this is something that we um, we talk about over and over and again in the podcast is you got to get valuable. And the way you get valuable is by consuming new ideas. And so, you know, discouragement is an idea. And granted, it's an easy idea to just really build on. But I think we have to be filling our mind with good ideas. And, and what I mean by that is listening to things, reading things, sharing things that are going to occupy the space in our mind that can get filled up. If you've got a vacuum in your mind because you're not bringing new ideas into it, it's going to get filled up with something. So let's yes. fill the vacuum with new ideas. And this goes back to that beginning of the day, right? That 45 minutes, reconnecting with your values. Um, you know, reconnecting with gratitude. And I think spending some time learning something that is going to be valuable to you as a sales rep or valuable for you to share with your prospects, that helps overcome discouragement. Yeah, no, it it does. Because, um, boy, I'm I'm putting a shameless plug in, but I'm doing it anyway. That that's what that's what people will read and uncover when they read selling from the heart is because the first three chapters of the book is all about self-alignment. Yeah. And I think that that's going to just really discourage the discouragement is (laughs) 
but that was horrible. <laughs> discourage the discouragement. But, you know what? You know what? You know what's, You know what's funny? Oh my god! I'm going to go off on a tangent on this one, but I can't believe I just said that because I remember. Yeah, it was about a year ago. My wife and I were out with our excuse me with our favorite couple, and we were at a comedy like a comedy uh, central type, you know, thing down at, at the beach where we live. And a comedian was talking about when, when somebody says something's like really good, it's really, really good. Right. <laughs> okay. So what's the difference between really good and really, really good? There you go. And I just caught myself saying discouragement, discouragement. So that just triggered it, but oh, well, but that's the thing is if, if you can spend those morning times aligning yourself, and I use the example, you know, of the car, if the car's misaligned, yes, it starts costing you added repairs. But if you properly maintain the car, yeah, you get best performance out of it. Well, we got to start properly maintaining our mind. That's- and, I, and I always say, you know, I said it on the last podcast is if you take your mind and your heart out of it, you become lifeless. And there's a lot of lifeless salespeople out there just going through the daily routines because they haven't aligned their heart and their mind to their career, their goals, their visions, and their values. Dude, how do you like that one as we wind that podcast down, dude? I think that I think you've absolutely nailed it right there because it, at some point, you know, you've got you've got two ways to just deal with discouragement. You're going to get discouragement in sales. There's no way around it. No, exactly. It's with the game, right? You're going to strike out in baseball, you're going to get discouragement in sales. So you got one of two choices. You can either face it head on and deal with it proactively or you can just shut your heart down and and just muscle through um, every day and not give a rip and get cynical and jaded. And let me tell you, there's a lot there, of them out there right now. There's it might be the majority. Out. It might be the majority of people that their strategy to deal with discouragement is to just stop caring, shut their heart down, you know, and all of that. And, I, you know, we're here to say that that's not the only way. Go back, reconnect with your values, reconnect with your clients and, and understand um, what, what you bring to them. Connect with a nonprofit, get involved in the community, connect with new ideas. Um, all of these things are things, metabolize it in the gym, get, get rid of that negative energy. These are all things that we can do to get into alignment. And when we do get into alignment, obviously, things are going to work much better for us. So, Wow, what a great conversation today, Larry. I had, oh, I had no idea that where this was going to go. But, but I'm encouraged, what? man. I'm encouraged. I know, I know. It's it's like, I always say this, and I'm, I apologize because I repeat myself. This is like therapy for you. <laughs> I mean, it's like... <laughs> That's good. So, uh, but it's good. So, I can write you the $100 check. You can write me the $100 check. We're even. It's free oh. therapy. Everything's good. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. But hey, but I, I do want to say something before before we end the podcast. For our avid listeners, I do, want, I, I do want to apologize because we were supposed to have a special guest. So, those people who religiously listen to our podcast, we promised we'd have a special guest, but due to technical difficulties, way beyond our control, and we won't get into it, right, Daryl? <laughs> That's right. We'll be on our we're next not going to get discouraged, Larry. We're not going to. I'm not. We're not getting discouraged. We're not going to have a pity party. It's too late. It's over and it's done with. But you want to come back next week. But you want to come back next week. We've got a great guest, and and uh, I know the conversation is going to be fantastic because we already had it and didn't record it. So it's going to be even better the second time. But you want to go back, come back next week, and don't give in to discouragement, Larry. Let's keep keep pushing forward. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And as always, we want to encourage you to. Be genuine, be authentic, do the hard work, 
come up with a strategy. Uh, and, and this is a homework. Come up with a strategy to proactively overcome discouragement in your sales career and watch what that does for your results. And above everything else, sell from the heart.